Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. How we doing? Great. Great being outside. Great being here with you. Thank you, Jesus. Man, oh man, yeah, it's just great to be alive. And Lord, thank you for this weather, by the way. Again, we were watching, they were saying rain a few days ago, and here. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Hey, just a a little bit of update, too, on the facility. A lot of great progress going on. Um, All the carpets are down. Uh, They still have a lot to do on the polished floor yet, so we have some of that, but all the lights are in. The glass arrived Friday, a little couple days early, so they put a portion of that in in the front. The rest will be going in this week, so that's really good news. The doors arrived, that's really good news. So things that needed to happen are happening right now, and everything is on track. So uh, you can even see, see this deck. That's for, for the, isn't that a cool, nice little deck? That's going to be the youth room. So they'll have sliding up garage doors and a couple of windows, and that'll be the youth room right there. So that'll be really fun. Um, and we can use it for other things. That might be the stage next time we, we meet out here. So, um, yes, come and help us move in on the 24th. All right, I want to pause our Book of Acts as we're going through the Book of Acts here study for a little bit and talk about something else today that the Lord just kind of put on my heart that we've been singing about it really all morning here. And Tim was talking about it as well. As we are temporarily homeless as a fellowship, we're not really homeless in the Lord. And I want to talk a little bit this morning about our home. As we're meeting outside and don't seem to have one, we do. But Romans 8.15 says this, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, the Spirit that was sent to us that we've been talking about through the book of Acts, that Spirit testifies with our spirit. You're more than just a body. We're more than just a body and a mind. We are a spirit. We are made in God's image. We have a spirit. And the Holy Spirit testifies with your spirit. Talks to your spirit. Infuses your spirit. Communicates with your spirit. That you are a child of God. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to let you know that you were God's child. And that knowing is vital. It is so very, very important. We can live a a Christian life, follow Jesus for 70 years and not know that we know that we know that I am his child. And you're ripped off. We want to know, we've got to know, we need to know how owned and adopted we are. We don't have an orphan spirit, right? You are, you are the Lord's. I am the Lord's. I know that's basic, but I'm telling you what, I was reminded of this myself this week, 
and basking in what God has given to me. We, can, we, we don't grow out of being a child of God. Isn't that a great thing? You're not necessarily an adult in the kingdom. We're children in the kingdom. We are his. We're taken care of. We have this father all the time. Yes, we do adult things. We're supposed to. But as far as your spiritual being, we are always God's child. We always have that father. There's that certainty that is so crucial. And if you're unsure of that, if the spirit of God hasn't testified with your spirit, ask him to. Ask him to. That is, that's crucial. Have that experience with the Holy Spirit. If you have felt abandoned, an orphan, if you feel alone, you're not sure of identity in some ways, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself and reveal who you are to you. And he'll do that. And that is a day, it's almost a little bit like a salvation. It really is. I've, I've said several times, I feel like I got saved three times. I got saved when I received Jesus. I got saved, I feel like, all over again when I received the Holy Spirit. And I feel like I got saved all over again a third time when I, the revelation of who the Father really is happened to me. That's, that's how I feel personally. I know maybe not be doctrinally sound, but that's just how I felt in all those experiences with the Trinity, with our, with our Lord. So yesterday, there was a coronation. You guys you may watch the coronation yesterday. King Charles, he was made the king of Great Britain, of England yesterday. First time it had happened in a coronation in 70 years. Took 70 years and they have a new king. He's royalty. Is that royal family? You know, the whole world follows these guys. It's kind of an odd thing. <laughs> At least to an American. Right? But we're in a kingdom and there is authentic, genuine royalty. Not just British. I know that's authentic and genuine as well. But I'm talking about a universal, worldwide, global royalty that you are a part of. You and I, says in Revelation that we are kings and priests. We're heirs of Jesus. You are really royalty. That's the way that God sees that. That's part of this identity as a child of God, is that very thing. And the next verse in that Romans that I was reading says, And if you are a child, heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. I was sharing about that recently, about some of the suffering that goes along with following him, that persecution and people don't like, he, don't like you or family throwing you away or whatever that is. And then in John chapter 1, Verse 11, it says, he, Jesus, came to his own, to the Jewish people, and those who were his own did not receive him. In general, they did not receive him as the king, as the Messiah. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. 
That's an amazing passage. You become a child of God by receiving him. When you receive Jesus, you suddenly have a right. And what's that right? To be a child of God. That's an incredible reality. Even to those who believe in his name, believing in his name and receiving him, says that, the, that even demons believe in Jesus, right? So believing is not the end. It's not the only thing. A lot of you may ask someone, are you a follower? Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Do you follow him? Uh. You'd be in the category of demon category, basically, right there. It's not just enough to believe. There's this receiving of Jesus. Not just believing in him. Yes, I need to believe, but I'm going to receive him also into my life. And when I do, whew, I'm now a child of God. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then when he fills us with himself and with his spirit, we have the ability to give away what he has through us. Love that we didn't have previously to give away. We now have overflowing amount of love. We can do things that we weren't able to do before because of the spirit of God that is inside of us. You know, the name Awake Church that came from the word awakened is where I came across that in 2009, came up with a name for this. And what the Lord was communicating to me about that was he wants to have awakened sons and daughters. Awakened sons and daughters. That is our calling, to, be, to wake up to who we are. I'm a child of God. I'm not just uh, so-and-so. I am a so-and-so, a child of God. That's my identity. That's being fully awake, fully alive. And the enemy does his best to try and sidetrack you and I throughout our lives to find identity and focus on anything else other than Jesus and who I am in him. And so I have to be reminded of, Matt Peterson, I've got to be reminded of often about who I really am and stay connected to him. You know, Jesus cares a lot about your home. He cares about where you live. He cares about everything that you care about. Jesus cares about for you. He cares about us as a fellowship, where we live. He's taking great care to help us with this building that we're looking at. This land and is guiding and leading. I'm excited to tell you the story, which that's my plan on our first Sunday in here, is to tell you the story of what God has done to get us here. He cares about where you live. Children live in a home. Good parents provide a place for their children to live, right? And they don't even think about, they shouldn't have to, where am I going to sleep tonight? Because a good parent says, you, you don't worry about that. I will take care of where you stay. I'll take care of where you live. You just be a kid. I want you to learn. I want you to clean your bedroom here and there. I want you to do some things, but 
as far as where you live and where you stay, that's, that's on me. I'll, I'll take care of that for you. And so children know where they live. And as we have this father and this amazing son and this incredible Holy Spirit, they have taken care of your home. Both naturally, they will lead you to the place to live. They'll help you find the place to live. If it's a house, if it's an apartment, if it's a condo or whatever it is. But more importantly, there's another home that God has for you. Two of them, actually. One that's being prepared for right now, eternally. Jesus said what? I'm going away. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Jesus has been working on a place for us for a couple thousand years. It feels like 2,000 years getting into this building, but it's not really. Jesus has really been working for a long time on preparing a place for you eternally. But there's another place he has prepared and provided for us that we should never forget that we have in him. John 15 verse 9 says, just as the, this is Jesus speaking, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide, which means to remain, stay, find your home, live in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide, I remain, I stay, I live in his love. These things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be made full. A child who has a home is full of joy and they're just being kids. A believer who has received him has a home and it's the love of Jesus is our new home. You and I I know this is simple, I know this is basic, but this is huge. You and I are not alone. We have a home and it's the love of God. In fact, Jesus was telling us a secret. He said, I, he said that right there in John 15, I live in my Father's love. That's a matter of sounding strange to people. I'm living in my Father's love. Don't worry about where I live. I live in my Father's love. That's where I stay. I'm there every day. I live in my Father's love. And then he says something crazy to us. Now you stay, remain, live, find your home in the love I have for you. I'll live in my Father's love. You live in my love. Make sure you go there every day. Now, I, my home where I live, I don't think about it. When I'm done with work, I get in the truck and I drive home. I go there every single day, unless I'm on a trip. I go home every day. I leave every morning, but I come home every day. And it almost feels like your truck just goes there. Because you're not thinking about it. You're just going right back. You guys do that? You leave work? In fact, if you're supposed to stop somewhere else sometimes, you miss that exit because you're going, you're going home. It's automatic. It's on the inside of you. This is where I go every day, not like once a week. That's craziness. You don't go home once a week. You go home every single day. 
Jesus says, my love is supposed to be that for you. That's, what, that's the place you should never leave. Stay living in my love. That's an amazing thing, to live in the love of Jesus. How much does he love us? <laughs> Everything. He didn't hold one thing back. And that love gives you and I identity. It gives you identity. When we live and remain and stay and abide in the love of Jesus, then the identity that I have has nothing to do with my work or what I do or my skill or what I'm good at or what I'm bad at or whatever. It has everything to do with him. His love is my identity. I'm a child of his. And that changes everything. The performance goes away. The performance goes away because when you live in his love, you're living in his acceptance. And you're already approved. And I'm already approved. And you can know all these things that I'm talking about for the last 30 years and still not live it. Right? It's different to live something than to know something. In fact, there's often a large gap, sometimes a Grand Canyon, between what we know and how we live. And there's not supposed to be. They're supposed to be blended together. So that what we learn, like what Jesus is saying, live in my love, I, that's apply, I want to apply that in my life so that that is a reality to me every day, that I'm living in his love. I'm not living for your approval. You're not living for my approval or anybody else's. You're living in the love of Jesus, living for his approval. Oh, man, then you can take a deep breath. And Jesus said, if you do that, Something will happen. We will have his joy. There's joy that comes when we live in his love. These are the words in red. These are the words that Jesus said. If you are missing joy, maybe we're missing going home and living in his love. If something is missing in my joy level, there's probably something missing. I need to go home again. I need to get back in that place of his love. Because in his love, there is fullness of joy. Overflowing joy. I was thinking about recently, related to this, that uh, Kleenexes are <laughs> flying away. That sometimes you can love people and it feels like you don't have to raise your hand. Sometimes it may feel like you are the one who are, who's giving love and giving love and serving and giving love and loving and loving and not feeling a lot in return. Or nearly as much as you give. Have you ever felt that way? You just nod maybe. You don't have to raise your hand. And I was talking to the Lord about that. Just, you know, about that. You know, sometimes you, you just feel like you were the one giving, 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 loving, 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 but not return, not feeling the exact same return. And here's what Jesus said to me. He said, that is very Christ-like, isn't it, Matt? <laughs> That's pretty Christ-like, isn't it? I thought, yeah, that is. So... There should not be an expectation to receive back 
the same amount of love from others that we give. Actually, if we're being Christ-like, we're giving knowing there's no way anyone can love me as much as what I'm giving away. That is a peaceful place to be. That's a great place to be, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your parents, whether it's with people at work, whether it's in a church. If we give what we have been living in, I've been living in his love, and I'm giving that away, oh man, it doesn't matter what I get back, I'm getting back home is where I get everything I need. I'm getting that in him. In his love, fullness of joy, and all the love that I need to give away. And a person who's loving, looking for a return, uh, is looking in the wrong place. They're looking in the wrong place, and there's a right, it's a setup for disappointment. It's a setup for expectations, going to feel dashed. It's a setup for feeling like, oh man, self pity. Don't look for that. Let's stay in the home of Jesus' love. And he will give us everything we need. And he said, you know, he'll never leave us as well. Here's the king of the universe. He will never leave us or forsake us. He's with us always. Always, 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 always. If we feel like we're alone, we're believing a lie. Because he is always there. He is always there, and I could climb right into that love. How do I do that practically? You've heard me share this many times, but it's what I do. Um, when we bought our home, it came with a hot tub, and we weren't sure we were going to like it because we never had one. And we love it. And honestly, there I would say our kids are, Andrew's at the back, how many days a week are we in the hot tub? Probably six out of seven, seven out of seven, usually. He says seven out of seven. Year-round, someone's in that hot tub. Just loving it. And it, we've really enjoyed it. So I have now also seen, especially at night when it's cool, I like it when it's cool outside, and I can see the stars. I crawl in there, and you feel the warmth of that water, especially if it's cold, touching every part of who you are, your skin. And it is amazing. And the Lord said, this is a little bit like my love. You just crawl right in there and let me surround. You live in my love. It surrounds you. Stay in that place and it will change your temperature. My love will change your temperature. My, my love will surround you and you'll start adapting to my atmosphere. That's what his love is like. It does that for us. There was another example I had here, if I can remember it. Oh yeah, it's this one. You know, we got some sitting in the shade and some in the sun. Those sunbeams, you know, the Lord uses plays on words. Remember from Jeremiah, he used that play on words. Jeremiah, what are you seeing? He said one thing. And the Lord said, oh, doing a good job because I'm showing you this. And it was a play on words. Well, that's the sun. And the sun, S-O-N, shines on us. Sometimes when I feel, you can feel it right now. If you're sitting in the sun, you can feel the sun on your skin. It's the touch of the sun, right? Sending rays. 
It's 93 million miles away. It takes eight minutes for that light and that field to get to you. Eight minutes to travel 93 million miles, and then you feel it on your skin. It's a touch of the sun. So when I stand outside, sometimes I'm also thinking, oh yeah, I'm right there. I'm crawling into your love, Lord. There's your love. Yep, all over my face. I'm just receiving your love inside of me. I'm living in your love. You are shining on me, and I'm walking into it. I'm walking into it. Those are like practical things that I do is imagine myself because the things that we get in God, we get by faith. Whether it's healing or salvation or forgiveness or whatever it is God has available, it's on offer and the invitation is, will you by faith receive it? So by faith, I walk into the Son and, re- and live in His love. I will take Him up on His invitation. Abide in me. Abide, not just in me, in my love. Live in my love. So the sun is a reminder for me to do that. The hot tub or hot water is a reminder for me to go there with him. And I'm telling you what, your day changes. Your day changes. Joy erupts. Things that feel heavy go away when we live in his love. It was Jesus' secret of success was living in his father's love. I'm convinced of it. It's how he was successful. He knew he was loved by his father. He lived in that love and he lived to his approval. He didn't live to all the people. I'm so grateful. And he says, you can do the same in me. All right. That's what I've got today for you. This is what I feel like the Lord wanted us to say to to you. So why don't we, um, would you mind doing it? Why don't we uh, take a dip in the water for a moment? Will you do that with me? Just a practical thing. See, everything that comes spiritual has a practical application. We are not just supposed to be libraries of Christian information. That only goes so far. Right? Everything has a practical application. It's because we're supposed to walk this out and live it in authenticity. And so what, if you'd close your eyes with me for a moment, let's just do this. And here's my guess is the Lord will show you your way to abide in his love. There'll be a way maybe different than what we're doing right now, and that's okay. But Lord, we just right now, with eyes closed, feeling the sun on our face, are reminded that your your love and that you are always available. And Lord, we just, um, if other things have been our home before, where we've felt good about ourselves, if, if our home has been watching something, online or on TV or something so that we can feel comfortable or at peace or at rest or feel good about ourselves. Or if it's being around certain people. Lord, we just want to change our home address right now. We file this with the post office right now. We have a new home address and our home address is your love. And we go there right now and we thank you, Lord, that you have given us natural homes, but Lord, we just say yes to your invitation to abide in your love, to remain, to stay, to live in your love and to not leave it. And we receive you and we receive your love to permeate every cell of our being, to fill our spirit man up 
with joy. Let there be laughter on the inside of us because of the joy that is our strength that comes from living in your love. And Lord, we just let go of every other thing that has, we maybe clung to or found refuge in other than you, other than this love. We're changing addresses today. And we look to you even right now. Thank you even as just the, the beautiful breeze touches our skin. We're reminded of the fresh breath of your spirit to refresh and to fill us. Fill us with your love. And Lord, I pray that we would never run out of love to give away to others. Lord, as we stay connected in your love, your love flows through us to love other people without expectation on their lives. We get what we need in you, Lord. Just say that with me. I receive what I need in your love. Your love is enough. Thank you for your love. I choose to live in it today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.